this week's episode of the Ramblin' Runnels podcast, hosted by Jesse Runnels. I am, once again, I am joined by my lovely wife, Jillian Winters. Hello. And, um, let's get into it. So, um, sorry, we didn't do one last week. We, uh, I don't know, just wanted to stew in the Halloween episode. Give you, and I guess, give you folks a chance to catch up. That's the excuse I'm going with, and I'm running with it. Well, take it. Well, I, I can't say we. I don't know about the listeners, but yeah, good they, enough for me. Good enough for us. Sorry, folks. Uh, I'm shitty to my fans. But, um... Okay, our podcast is not a space for negative hate like that, Jesse. Okay. I'm sorry, folks. Uh, well... We're taking time for yourself. I hope you enjoy this one, yeah. And to explore myself. No. Oh, I'm sorry. Just kidding. Oh, my gosh. It's positive. For me. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, cool. Okay, so um, besides... All the TMI life updates there. Um, what, 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 what have we been doing? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. All right, there we go. There's our life <laughs> update. We've, we've been walking. Yeah, we've been trying to get a walk in every day, which is nice. Um, we've seen some people that I hadn't seen since we returned. Like we saw Audrey. That was super nice. Oh yeah, that's right. Game night with Rebecca and Tam. Oh, that was fun. Yeah. I feel like we did something else. Oh, I went wedding dress shopping with Lindsay. Oh yeah. I yeah. got the I got the handicap shoes on so my my shoes won't bend anymore on the toes so it, it won't move that tendon so hopefully my toe will heal because of that they're Pretty expensive shoes. But. That was really weird to go into. I went wedding dress shopping with Lindsay to talking about how your shoes won't bend. Well, it is a life update. Yep. So, Sorry for And the... you didn't even say that you had a broken toe. Oh, yeah. I have a fractured toe. That's why he can't. He has to wear these super well, cool looking shoes. Well, anyways, how was wedding dress shopping? It was fun. She found a beautiful dress. I'm very excited to be the maid of honor. Um, got to meet the other bridesmaids. Well, I'd met, I'd met all the other ones. Abby's one, her sister-in-law, and then the one I had met was uh, Broderick's sister. So oh, gotcha. Got to meet everyone. Gonna um, do more bachelorette planning. I think uh, the mm. well it. We're recording this on a Wednesday. It'll be Thursday. And then, so by the time we've released this, maybe we'll actually have some ideas for Bachelorette. That's my favorite part of being maid of honor is getting to plan the Bachelorette. It's like if someone could just pay me to plan Bachelorettes, I'm pretty sure my life would just be full of joy. Sure. You don't. What? Do you think I'm not good at Bachelorettes? No, I didn't say that. I think you're pretty good. I just zoned out. Bachelorette parties don't... Oh, so you don't listen to me. I I listened to you. I just wasn't interested in that subject. So you didn't listen to me. Then. Hmm. 
Anyways, I'm not interested in, in sucking out of penis straws. <laughs> so. But it's so fun. Why, why would I? Why would I not zone out? <laughs> I will say I w- didn't take pictures of it because, well, I don't usually post like the penis stuff on Facebook for bachelorettes. Although the one. Put it t- on the ground. <laughs> the one time. Can you stop kicking that chair, please? You kicked it a thousand times when I was setting this up, so. <laughs> Anyways, um, the one time I didn't think to get the penis out of the picture was the group shot when we were on the boat for Kara's bachelorette and we had a blow like an inflatable blow up penis to like you know like a floaty for on the river in the water and it's just you can't cross you can't crop that out. I didn't bring it I don't know who brought it <laughs> yeah and even if you like blacked it out with just black like, it's clearly it you like know what it is. It'd probably make it worse. <laughs> yeah, um, but the the or urban the pe- uh, no stop oh, the sorry. penis thing that I'm most excited about is I had um, I brought little ice cream molds from Spencer's and I was gonna make little Jello shots shaped like penises, but it didn't work. This was for Pam's bachelorette. It didn't work, so instead I made um, used them as chocolate molds. And um, first off, they were delicious. And second off, they just looked super, they were just cute little, little penises. It was just very cute. And I really wish I could have posted them on the social media, but I also get not. For the children. For the children, for if a professional person's looking at you. Sure. Because, yeah. Anyways, how do we get on Bachelorette? You know what I think about a lot? What? Not going to that donut shop place in Natchez that one time. I literally have no idea what you're talking about. Alright, never mind. Anyways, it was like a stand. And a lot of people were over there. Oh, anyways. What? What did that have to do with Bachelorette? Nothing. So we said no to donuts? Yeah. That doesn't sound like us. Remember when we went to Natchez that one time? I thought we were going to go to some cookie dough place and we said no. No? Or you could go get raw cookie dough. We said no because we were tired and it was across town. Okay. I don't remember that donut thing at all. Like at all. Where's Natchez? Mississippi. Yeah, I don't remember that. Okay. Do you want to have a bachelorette in Natchez? Is that what you're trying to tell me? No. We just go eat donuts for your bachelorette? Natchez seems pretty boring. Uh, It looked like there were some people having a good time in the bars along the river. Okay. Anyways. I'm sure you'll get the vid going there. Nowadays. (laughs) That took me a minute to get. I thought you were talking about vid, like videos. I was like, what would you video there? I don't understand. (laughs) You mean the COVID? Yep. Okay. Yeah. The low vax rate. Yeah. Mississippi is super low, right? Yeah. I don't know. I haven't been keeping up with it. Louisiana just got rid of their mask mandate. Oh. Which I didn't think was ever going to happen because the governor's, you know, been super strict about it. Yeah. But I guess their rates are going down. 
Oh, well. Why do you act... Do you have a problem? I don't live there anymore. So you don't care? I don't care. But you care about the donuts and Nashas? I don't know. Like, maybe they were good, but probably not. (laughs) I don't think I'm ever going to let you forget that I was talking about chocolate penises and you thought of donuts and Nashas. Yep. I'm going to make fun of you for the rest of our lives for that. Why? What's... I don't get it. Why was that hilarious to you? Because it's it's so stupid it's hilarious. Makes zero sense, Jesse. Whatever. <laughs> well anyways, so this episode besides all these not off to a strong start. Yeah. Well <laughs> your opinion. People probably will be dying laughing. And I will be the butt of the joke. I'm not afraid of that. Go on record. Um this week's about me. All right, right, come on. Did you serve? No. You're a coward. You stayed stayed at home and didn't. Excuse me, sir. I did serve. I served in AmeriCorps. Okay, I was making the community a better place, not killing people with drones. Neither did I. That you know of. You worked on any mission. You probably killed some people. We didn't set up drones. We didn't have... I didn't work with drones. Well, you worked with weapons that then would be used... On airplanes. ...to kill people. Maybe. I'm just saying, don't get that sass. Okay, there's a whole different type of ways to serve your country. The military is not the only way. All right. I'm sorry. I just, you know, felt a little... Got riled for a second. Anyways. Okay, would you like to talk about you now? I mean, I don't know. We're just kind of talking about nothing. Okay. Well, uh, as I'm sure everyone knows, uh, the day after this comes... No. Yeah. Wait. What? The The day after this comes... No. November 12th. The day after Veterans Day, this podcast releases. So this comes out the day after Veterans Day. Yes. And we, even though I do believe there are many ways to serve your country, you can go to AmeriCorps.gov to find out more. Um, you, um, we do always celebrate Jesse on Veterans Day because he was in the Navy for six years. Yep. So we're going to spend this episode talking about Jesse's time in the Navy. Okay. Yay. Hey, during AmeriCorps week, we can talk about my time in AmeriCorps. Sure. That's where I got Luther. Yeah. Having to fetch him from, uh, rabid dogs. Yeah, actually could probably argue that I got all my cats because of AmeriCorps because, like, that's all I ever did, like. Not Pixie and Lucy and Rifer. I was working for AmeriCorps. Even when Rifer? Yeah, yeah, because I saw him in August. Remember, we went and saw him after that hurricane in August, and my riff date wasn't until September, like, 20th or something. Okay. And I was in Baton Rouge for that. Anyways. All right. So let's talk about Navy veterans. Yay. Yay. Another good start. (laughs) I'm 
sorry. I'm probably the worst person to be hosting a veteran appreciation podcast. But I do... Um, you would have probably expand on the <laughs> Vietnam vets on your way those people. No. I would not have. I would have spat on the president that took us to Vietnam. Would you gave him clean needles? Who? What? You know, there are a lot of them were... Addicted to heroin? Yeah. Yeah, actually, I was just... Uh, I was listening to a um, fentanyl test strip webinar today, and they went over the history of... Um, or no, it was yesterday in the harm reduction, which is also related to fentanyl test strips. It was the harm reduction. They went over kind of how... Now it's morphed into medicaid-assisted treatment with buprenorphine and stuff like that and methadone, but about how um, harm reduction was kind of started because people, some people came back um, addicted to heroin, mm. and giving yeah, giving them clean needles and mm. stuff was important. Or I think it was they also talked about like if your doctor prescribed you heroin, it was safer and you had a better chance of getting off of it versus if you were just doing heroin yeah anyway that's not about sorry no that's did you jesse did you do heroin in your time as the navy i did not (laughs) okay good all right so tell us uh what first off you went a lot of places so for those who don't know jesse went to japan yeah guam yeah hawaii yeah sicily yeah where am I missing? I, you probably hit up a bunch of Asian countries, right? Spain. Oh, that was just on a fun trip, though. Yeah, but still. Okay. Like where we uh, stationed. No, I was stationed in Japan, but the ship went a lot of places. So I, I got to go to northern Japan once. That was pretty cool. Um, went to Malaysia, mm. uh, Guam, Singapore, Hong Kong. Uh, Australia. Oh, yeah, that's right. Philippines. South Korea. I said Guam, right? I think I said Guam. Yeah, I think that's about it. So what was your favorite place that you went? Do you have a favorite? Uh, Probably Japan. That's good, since you were there the longest, right? Yeah, it was pretty cool. Yeah, I really like Japan, I think, out of all of them. Um, the, the last time I went to South Korea, it was starting to warm up on me, but um, definitely Japan. Australia was pretty cool, too. Yeah, so fun fact, Jesse and I were in this, we both went to Perth, Australia, just I think like a year apart or something. Yeah, I went in 2009. And I was there in 2008. Oh, okay. So, and I probably, Perth's a pretty big city. I probably wouldn't cross paths. But, so, uh, what did you like best about Japan? How is it kind of different from other countries around it? Well, um, so, Japan's uh, infrastructure is, like, completely different, um, the closest country I would probably say to Japan is probably South Korea. But, um, because they just mimic them. They do a lot of the same stuff they do. Like, But, um, but it also works for them, too. So, but uh, it's just got a very good infrastructure. You could take the train just about anywhere in Japan. 
Um, I went to a lot of places that I wanted to go to. I wish I went to more places. Um, yeah, it was fun. Um, it's, um, it's very clean. Um, I don't know. It's just a cool place. That's good. I didn't know it was clean. Yeah, it's pretty clean. I know you've talked about the trains before. Yeah, the trains are pretty cool. Yeah, people are very polite there. Um, you're people. You're, it's it's rude to talk on the trains, apparently. Oh, that sounds amazing. So uh, it's very quiet. People don't really bother you, ever. Really? Yeah, ever. I thought it was like Japan was really unsafe for women. I thought oh, there was a lot maybe- of sexual assault. Well, that may be true on the trains, but um, they've got trains where there's uh, women-only cars. Okay, so when you say people don't bother you, you mean you didn't have people bother you? Well, in general, though, like, I mean, people are pretty, like, they they don't really talk to anyone. Oh. You walk down the street, people don't really come up to you and... Amazing to me. Yeah. It's like the opposite of Illinois where everyone wants to talk to you no matter what. Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> but, um, I, I, I mean, I think people are, are like, it's kind of like, so it's like 96% or higher even of just Japanese people. So it's kind of like, People are racist and don't realize that they're mm. like, um, or they just are like, like I remember I went on a date with a Japanese girl one time and some guy kept kicking the back of my shoe every time I was walking down the street because he probably didn't like that I was dating or I was on a date with a Japanese woman or it's just trying to mess That sounds like just such a weird. Yeah, he just kept kicking my foot. Or something, yeah. What? Like he's trying to get a rise out of me or something. Oh my gosh. But I mean that that kind of stuff didn't happen very often, but um I mean their immigration process is pretty like like it's probably more strict than the US's. Like if you immigrate to Japan you have to register with a Gaijin card, which is a foreigner card. And you have to present said card anytime a police officer asks for it. So they're like, they see foreigner and they're like, automatically ask for it. Did they use that term gaijin in... The, they would, the, the cops would say it. They use that in that TV show though, right? Oh, I don't know. The Man show. on the High Castle? Oh, yeah, yeah. Which, by the way, everyone, that's an amazing show on Prime. I haven't yeah. watched like the last three episodes because I hate finishing things. Um, but mm-hmm. yeah, real good. It's an alternative reality where I guess Italy had already been gotten out of the war, but Japan and Germany won. Yeah. Anyways, okay. So for the type of stuff you did in the Navy, so you were on a. Aircraft carrier? Yep. Okay. What What was your favorite job that you had to do while you were in the Navy? Because you also did stuff on land, too, right, in Florida? Yeah. Um, 
I don't know. I mean, I wasn't too thrilled about the job stuff, to be honest with you. I mean, it was okay, but I, I wouldn't say I enjoyed it. But, Same. I mean, it just... I'm glad I did it because it was good experience. But if I was to redo my whole career, I would have picked a whole different job and probably picked IT. So if you weren't crazy about the actual job part of the Navy, what part did you like? I like, like you know, like traveling, uh, going to see different places, wow. get to do stuff. Like, I mean, Jacksonville was pretty fun. I liked living there. Uh, I don't know, going to different places around Florida. Uh, uh, that was pretty cool. Um, I wasn't. I was fairly close to back home, so I went home quite frequently. So, yeah, um, got to go to a lot of places. That was cool. Yeah. So, what do you think the? What do you think the best like? takeaway from your time in the Navy is or like what did you like learn the best like what I, the life, stupid, you know like, what I mean like life thing yeah, yeah I mean I, it, I grew up like um I got like I had to rely on myself a lot younger than most people it's not like going to college or anything I mean well I mean you go to college yeah you have to if you leave and go to college, like if you commute from home, it's not really the same as mm-hmm. going out of state to another college. But like, I had to be completely self-sufficient and, you know, didn't really have access to contact my parents all the time. Um, yeah, I grew up, became more mature a lot sooner. Um, you, you kind of... Um, I mean, I wouldn't say, like, I learned exactly what I wanted to do with my life at night, like, well, how I roll, I was 19, 18, 19, so, I mean, I really wasn't, I mean, I was, it took me a while to figure out what I wanted to do, but I did eventually, and, but, um, yeah, I'm not, yeah, I grew up and learned how to be financially responsible, and, I learned a lot of things I wouldn't have learned having gone to college, maybe if I didn't like seek some of those things out. Like, for instance, like I really didn't learn about credit until I joined the Navy or mortgages or any you of that kind of about mortgages in the Navy? Yeah. Why? Because they teach you all that kind of stuff. Like they have financial classes. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. I learned, um, I learned a lot of good life lessons. And, but, um, I mean, I wish I would have learned more. Like, I wish I would have learned, like, some other stuff, too. Like, like I wish I would have learned how to make my resume a lot sooner and, all that kind of stuff and like job interview skills and all that kind of stuff. Can I share one thing I wish you would have learned? What? About, I wish you would have learned <clears throat> when you're looking for something, learned how to open your eyes before asking me where it is oh, because gosh. it's usually right in front of your face. 
right. That's the number one skill I wish you would have learned. How to find things. Jeez. Sorry, when you said you became self-sufficient and grew up, I just immediately thought of, like, Jesse would just die in here. He wouldn't be able to find the door to leave to go to work. All right. <laughs> so rude. Love you. It's brutal. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, I mean, I don't regret any of it. I'm, yeah, the only thing I would probably do over is probably picked a different job. So I could have, like, I'm in IT now. That would have sped up everything a lot mm-hmm. faster. So. Okay, I know I've asked you this before, but I also genuinely don't remember the answer. Why did you choose Navy over the other branches? Well, um, so let's see. I had first talked with the Army, then the Marines, and then, like, I talked to my dad about joining, and he was like, well, I'm not signing the papers if you join the Marines or the Army, which was probably a good thing. Mm-hmm. And um, so I went ahead and hit up the Navy, and... Um, uh. They were the first ones who, like, I don't know, I learned a lot, bit more about them and everything, and it seemed like a good gig, and so I went for it, and, and um, I had already joined by the time the Air Force called me, and I was like, well, I'm not going to go through all that again, just for the Air Force. So, um, yeah. I, you didn't consider the Coast Guard? No. Okay. I don't know if they have the same benefits. That's a good question. Because they're not um, they're not Department of Defense. They're part. They're Department of Homeland Security. So, like, I don't know if you get out if you get a GI Bill or not. I'd have to ask Ian now. Or, or is that his name? Yeah, Ian Hurd. Yeah. So I don't know. I feel like there's also there's some other Chautauquins for sure that. Oh, sorry, our front door camera sh- came on. I was looking at it. Um, there's some other shock ones, too, that have been in the Coast Guard. I just don't remember which ones. Oh, okay, because, yeah, I'm not sure about that. But I know as far as the other four branches, that's what it is. So you have to serve at least three years active duty. Yeah, I'm... Sometimes it makes perfect sense to me that you were in the Navy or in the military in general and were able to take orders. And then other times I just don't know how you, I just don't know how you didn't get kicked out. Yeah. um, (laughs) I think by the time I got out, it was the perfect time for me to get out, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Because I had had it by then, like. Like, I had a week left, and somebody made me get a haircut, and I was like, well. And I was, it was in regulations, my hair, they're just being a tool. Yeah. So I was just like, whatever, I don't care. I'm, I'm leaving in a week, what do you care? I'm, I'm not coming back. <laughs> Never, if I see you again, I'm not going to say hi, I might kick you if I see you again. Like, that's how, that's how I kind of... That's how I felt about some of these people. I was like, geez, I better not see these people. But then you made some really good friends. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's just like. There's so many people you meet. 
Yeah, I just yeah, I met some cool people. I just don't get the whole like why you would like like they just like I don't understand the power trip thing. I never understood that. Oh yeah, I think that's it's very ridiculous. It's probably a good, well. I th- it's good that you were out of the navy when we met because we wouldn't have met if you had been in the navy because you wouldn't have been in Baton Rouge. Right. And then second off. I, whenever I was doing online dating, I was not super interested in people in the military because, yeah, that, I just usually assume that they would have that power, and probably prejudice of me, I'm aware, but just assume that they would have that power trip and just, I'm not into that regulation kind of lifestyle. No. I'm not here for it. Yeah. So. So if you had been active military, I might not have. Might not have any interest yet. Sure. But a veteran's okay. I mean, I wasn't really (laughs) like that as a when I was in either. No, I cannot see that either. No. I I mean, I'm very much of the mindset of when you're not at work, that place is dead to me. So. (laughs) Like. Like, I get upset when people start talking about work outside of work. I always cut them off every time. Yeah. Um, I remember when you had your previous job and you would come home and talk about it every single day, like venting. Yeah. And I couldn't, I could not, no. I think yeah. that's what, like, the final straw when it was like, you have to get out of there because I can't listen to this anymore. Yeah. You talking about the state or no, the one before that? Oh, okay. Ugh. Anyways, do you have any fun stories or favorite memories from your time in the Navy you'd like to share? Um, I don't know. Um, I mean, I went uh, skydiving in Hawaii once. That was pretty interesting. My face was beat red. At- <laughs> 12,000 feet and I didn't want to get out of that plane. Did they like trick you so that they could jump out? You talking about the person I was hooked to? Yeah. Pretty much, yeah. (laughs) And they messed with me too. Like, so when he pulled the chute, like he let me guide the chute for a while and then like, he's like, all right, I'll take over and then he's like, he's like, I don't have him. Like you like like they're, I was like, like what do you, what do you mean you don't have them? Why is that person such an asshole? I don't know. And they, like that's why I don't want to do that kind of stuff because people are so stupid. Yeah, I could have like just I could have just diarrheaed all over them. Just exactly. Then. Like that's just not that's not a funny joke could to play with mental to- yeah mental health and your fears. You could be having a panic attack. Like no, no. Yeah, so... That person should be fired. Anyways, he was messing with me and we landed, so... Well, yeah. Obviously, you landed. He should still be fired. Anyways, it was, uh... That was... That's one that sticks out. Um, I went to, like, the... One of the tallest Buddhist statues in the world in Japan. That was pretty cool. Oh, do you have pictures of that? Yeah. I feel like I've seen those, yeah. That did look really cool. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Um, I remember I went to this techno club in Japan. It's like, 
think it's one of the largest dance clubs in the world. It had like five or six dance floors. It's pretty cool. Why did you not tell me about this when we considered Japan for a honeymoon? Oh, I don't know. But it's pretty cool. Um, I liked it. It's like a sea of people. I remember that. It's near Tokyo. It's called Agiha. That could be fun. Yep. That was pretty cool. There was like a swimming pool on one of the dance floors. What? I don't know if people swam in it, though. But I just remember seeing it there. Yeah. Well, I guess if you get like really hot when you're dancing and you're really drunk, it could be kind of fun. That also seems like huge liability. Yeah, I don't know. Like, mm, if you're too drunk and you fall in and you drowned. Yeah. Do they have lifeguards? Do they have lifeguards? I don't remember, no. I don't think so. It wasn't a very big one. I need answers to these questions, Jesse. Well, anyways, um, I forgot where it was. I remember it was near, like, the Disney Sea and Disneyland of Tokyo. There's a Disneyland? Yeah. Oh. Wait, Disney Sea? Like, Disney owns part of the ocean? (laughs) I don't know. It's like like the water park version of Disneyland. Okay. Anyways, um, I don't know. That was pretty cool. Went there one time too. Um, I don't know. Um, <clears throat> I remember there used to be these drinks we would get that were pretty cool called chuhas. That was like uh, like that rice wine sochu, and they'd put like like different flavorings. Some of them were pretty strong. That was pretty cool. That sounds delicious. Really good food in Japan. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm running out here, obviously. Okay. Well, thank you for your service, Jesse. Oh, thanks. Do you have any other advice or anything you want to share to other veterans or if people are thinking about joining? Um. Yeah. If I, If one thing I could say is if you're going to join... Uh, pick a job that where you can get a job outside where you don't have to worry about like your experience will translate into you getting a job outside you don't have to do all this extra stuff to try to make your job look like it'll get a job when you're out like your job gets you another job yeah, I think that's really good advice because I helped you with your resume. Yeah. And I remember putting together this stuff from the Navy was like, none of this is applicable to, I mean, obviously you learn like work ethic and like base, you know, st- the kind of soft skills like that. Yeah. Um, but the actual experience, yeah, it was kind of like, mm, I don't know what you would ever even apply for right. that this would be relevant for sure so and like and uh, well another thing i would say too is if when you get in if you realize it's not going to be your thing like if you're not going to do it like try to figure that that out early on rather than like later on like like if like you're not sure but you're half doing it and not really progressing like you should and then you decide, you know, towards the end of your first enlistment, you want to stay in. You, you kind of wasted your time. So. 
Wait, so you can quit? Well, no, like you can not re-enlist. So, yeah, you can get out, you know. Did you re-enlist? Yeah, for two years. Oh, okay. Oh, so you would have been done in like four? No, it would have been done in five. I joined for five. Okay. Yeah. That's a long, that's such a long commitment. Yeah, I got a signing bonus. That's why I joined for five. So, it's not common to join for five. Mm. Yeah. Well, if there's anyone interested in serving our country without joining the military, I highly recommend the route I took, which was AmeriCorps, which is uh, basically like Peace Corps for America, working at different governmental or nonprofits, um, doing a variety of jobs, but they're all aimed at uh, bettering the community, and it's only a year commitment. First five years, which is why it was more my jam. I can handle a year. Fair enough. Yeah. Actually, one of them was only 10 months because it was like 17. It was hours based instead of Mm. year based. Gotcha. But it's considered serving because you get paid like below minimum wage. Mm. But there's good benefits like education award and stuff like that. Sure. Anyways. Well, anyways, um, I hope you all enjoy this week's episode. Um, once again, you can... Yeah. Oh, oh, sorry. I misspoke. It's time for Jill's Kitty Wait, Corp. okay. Well, first off, thank you for serving, Jesse. I know oh, I already thanks. said that. And thank you to all our listeners who served or are currently in the military. Um, and, yeah, now it's time for Jill's Kitty Corner. Okay. Okay, welcome to Jill's Kitty Corner. So, the um, update that I have for today is that Ryford's fur is growing back in. Um, I'm not sure if anyone is aware of the grooming fiasco we had with him. Had to get him professionally groomed because he's a Himalayan, so he's really, he's just pure fluff. And um, had to get him shaved down because he had, oh, excuse me, he had all these mats. Uh, turns out you give cats gabapentin to drug them before they go to the vet or grooming. So basically it's like full on sedation. Like imagine you taking like painkillers or muscle relaxers or actually humans take gabapentin. Um, and even fully drugged, Ryford was still too mean for the groomers. So we had to actually fully sedate him to get him groomed. Well, he just needed a little sanitary shave right now, which is just a little trim up around the butt hairs, you know, got to keep things, got to keep things tight in there. And, uh, <laughs> and so I gave him some gabapentin just to calm him down. Cause if he, it works a lot better on him. If you just let him fall asleep in his normal nap position and then start grooming him as opposed to like moving him to a vet's office, etc. So he completely passed out today, and I was able to get him really well-groomed. I was able to brush all over him, which I've never been able to do. Got him all trimmed up where he needs to be trimmed, cut some mats out of his tail. Um, but, yeah, he was so high. He mm. was so high. So high. Mm. Like, he would just, like, look at me and kind of, like, try to walk over towards me for pets. And then as I was petting him, he'd just, like, fall over. Yeah. little sweet puppy. Yeah. But anyways, he's looking fresh. He's smelling fresh. And he's super soft. I use these wipes on him that I haven't used before. And I'm just really excited. He's a, 
He's still a little high, but he's mobile. He's somewhere around here. He was eating food. So I'll post some pictures on Instagram of little Bobby being high. He's super precious. And that's it for Jill's Kitty Corner. And that's it for the episode. Um, I hope you all enjoy this week's episode of the podcast. Um, You can find it on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, on most platforms. And be sure to, uh, you know, like and subscribe to the podcast and leave us a review. Also, please, uh, if you want, you can follow me on uh, social media, on Instagram. That's the main one, Ramblin' Runnels. On Twitter, Jesse underscore Runnels. On my other Instagram account, Jesse.Runnels. And my Facebook, simply Jesse Runnels. Once again, I hope you all enjoy this week's episode. Thanks. Goodbye.